Yeah, so uh, February 1st is the first day of Black History Month. Amen. But mm-hmm. it is also the day that we celebrate the Lunar New Year. So Blasians everywhere will be getting their superpowers. Mm. What is really, really quick, Ryan and Meg, okay, what are okay. your superpowers going to be on February 1st? Uh, my superpower is going to be uh, continuing to make people think that I'm fluent in Chinese when I'm like 32.7% fluent. Mm. According to your Duolingo, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you were really fluent. You had me fooled. Yeah, everyone's fooled. Yeah, I mean, you did a whole episode of uh, that TV show speaking. I feel like I'm more fluent than I really think I am, but like, you know, whatever. Yeah, you are. Give yourself some credit. Chinese is hard. Yeah, mm. it is. Hey. Okay. Uh, my superpower is being able to sense danger. And that by that, I mean, I can tell when my child is doing something he's not supposed to. Okay. And it's going to be a heightened sense because I'm going to need that heightened sense when the second baby comes. So like the spidey sense. I can tell if it's too quiet, I'd be like, oh my gosh, or I hear certain, I'd be like, oh, he's dragging that such and such over there in the next room. Like I can, I know what's going on. So some parental (laughs) superpowers. (laughs) Yes. For me, my superpower is going to be able to finally play golf so that Ooh. folks will, so I can say I do it since everybody thinks I'm Tiger Woods because it's Blazing, y'all. Wow. Yay. Come to, come okay, Halloween. Come Halloween outfit. Come uh, a black we'll Nike cap, a red uh, shirt, <laughs> and do this. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever he does. With a fist pump into the air. Yes. Mm. You're listening to Black, Brown, Gold, presented by the Black and Asian Alliance Network. In these conversations, we seek intersectionality, understanding, and a good time as we wade through discussions on Black and Asian mixed identity. For more information about the Black and Asian Alliance Network, hit up banborg.org. That's B-A-A-N-O-R-G.org. Well, welcome to Black, Brown, Gold, the Blasian podcast, as we've become known on all of the places where podcasts are sold, which they're not sold. They're free. Free 99. My name is Jonathan, and you can find me on all of the uh, social media things from TikTok to Twitter to Instagram under a new username, Jonah Sun. That's J-O-N-A-H-S-A-H-N. And there's a whole story there as to why I had to change it since the last time that Mm. y'all have heard that maybe. Maybe I'll get into it at another date. Mm. Ryan, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, Ryan Alexander Holmes, actor, content creator. Uh, you can find me on social media. All my handles are the same. Ryan Alex H. Yeah, it's me, Megan Thomas, known as Meg Scoop on the interwebs at Meg Scoop everywhere. Hit me up. What up? Today we're talking about <laughs> dating, sex, relationships and love. Um, love. Yes. <laughs> Had to throw that in there. Because, uh, you know, we are a quarterly podcast, but uh, we just happen to be recording this around the time of Valentine's Day. And we thought we would uh, lend our insights on those things. But before we do that, we're going to play a game of this or that. So the rules are simple. I'm going to name two things and then we're going to l- ruminate on them and discuss them for just a little bit. All right. Okay. Good. All right. So this or that. <laughs> Outdoor excursion or spa day? Oh, oh that's hard. I'm going to say spa day because there are some outdoor excursions I don't like, even though I do like a lot of like adventures, but it ain't nothing ever been wrong with a spa day. Okay. So I'm going to spa. (laughs) All right. 
what, what kind of outdoor excursion? You live in the Atlanta area, right? Yeah. So like if you were doing a day trip, like for me, a day trip would be either upstate New York hiking or like during the summer fire Island with the gays on the beach. So for Atlanta area, what is it for y'all? You could go. I mean, there's like um, the Blue Ridge Mountains over here. There's you can go to the beach, honestly, four hours away. Savannah, you can do. I mean, there's there's a few different things you can do. But like I wouldn't be happy with like rock climbing, hmm. but I would be happy with like ATV riding. Right. And <laughs> you see what I mean? So there's some outdoor experience I wouldn't do. But a spa day, like I'm down always to get a facial a massage, do something. Ooh, the massage part. Yes. Ryan, what about you? <clears throat> no spa days for me. Bro, what? No spa days what? for me. You, ain't, you don't want to buy touching your feet? Nah, I'm trying to go to the outdoors, jump in lakes and <laughs> run around ATV and hike and camp. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And you got a lot to do out there in California. You got yeah. those mountains. You got those canyons. You got the beach. I got the beach. You got the desert. I, I don't really like the beach. I mean, I don't. Well, I do like the beach. I just don't like like Santa Monica Pier and Venice and all those Mm-mm. people. Touristy. What about Manhattan Beach, though? That's a great beach. It's like bougie, but it's good. It's good. <laughs> there have been a lot of Karen sightings over there on Manhattan yeah. Beach. Yeah. I mean, people telling like, other no, people to go back to their countries. It's all white people. Like, it's all white people. Mm. I, I prefer there to be uh, no people. Well, I probably side with Meg on this. A spa day, mm-hmm. a good, and I'm talking like spa day, spa day. Like we go into the Korean spa, we're going to all the little rooms, then we got a, a scheduled appointment. Um, the only thing is you got to know about the reputation of some of these places. Because <laughs> one, the, uh, one of these places here in Queens, New York, uh, I think it was like maybe a middle-aged woman was just in the spa enjoying herself when a man bumped up, bumped up on her in the middle of the spa and you thought this was about to be a sexual harassment story, but actually the man what? was dead. The man was dead what in the spa. In the spa? Just he was floating, like floating around. Floating around in but the how, spa dead. But he was in the <laughs> women's side? I don't know. It was a co-ed or something. It was just a mess. And even though they, I think that uh, establishment has, and I'm not going to name names, you could Google it, Dead Man in Spa in New York City. Um, (laughs) They have like really firmed up their reputation. That story will stay with them forever. (laughs) Next question in this or that. Dinner at a classy restaurant or breakfast in bed? Ooh, dinner at a classy restaurant. Mm, Love me. I feel like I felt like you would say that as a mother. Yes. And plus, look, I have an issue with crumbs in the bed, okay? I don't eat in my bed. And whenever my fiance eats in bed, I be looking at him like, bruh, you know. What? We don't do these crumbs. I love so eating in the bed. Then, I can't, do you? Ugh. Yes. Well, you know, here's the other reason why, too, because back in the day when I was in college, I was dating this dude. We had just started dating, and I went to his house, and oh, like no. we were kicking it. We sat on his bed to watch TV, and he pulled back the covers, and there was a crap ton of crumbs. And I was like, I got to go. I gotta like, go. What's a crap ton? What's a crap ton? Like, like visibly. Like, you know, you know all that, f- the fuzzies at the bottom of the um, cereal bag? That you try to avoid when you're at the like you're pouring and you're like oh, I don't want to pour like, this last bit of cereal because there's yeah it was like all of that it's like so just many like, crumbs yeah. that you couldn't even like see the sheets like the- <laughs> no you could see them but he was trying to go like this oh so I, I, and I was like oh, I'm sorry I'm sorry I didn't. oh god that's gross I, I gotta go because all I could see was like little roaches little mites or whatever just, just crawling in the bed I was like I gotta not go. you trying to sleep <laughs> and it's just stuff poking you all in your body. 
rolling yeah. around. You have, Look, you, Meg, you got PTSD from from that. So I, I do. So don't no crumbs in the bed, yeah. Jonathan. No crumbs in your bed. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll make sure to clean up before y'all come Maybe over. Maybe I should go get the crumbs out my bed because I'd be eating in my bed sometimes. I know. Ryan's like, wait. Oh, what yeah, I, I, gotta, I gotta go. You know, Ryan. What about you? Ew. <laughs> um, no, definitely dinner. I don't. I don't even eat breakfast really. Okay. My breakfast is like throwing a bunch of shit in the blender and then drinking it. Okay. So the both of you have said uh, dinner. So then what restaurant off the top of your head? I don't care when it has food that takes a reservation and will let me sit down when I'm supposed to sit down and not hours later. (laughs) That is such a thing out here. Like we take, they take reservations and then they never have the the table ready for you. Like it annoys me. It makes me so mad. That doesn't happen. And then you argue and it's like, well, the reservation isn't for what I guess we traditionally think of it as, but it's just to secure the time slot. I was always thinking but New York does have the most people yeah. that is true and there's like it is a food city yeah. so I can understand that I think a little more than Atlanta or even LA so mm-hmm. hold on but to us to all three of us on this call reservation means I reserve for 730 I get there by 730 the table is ready I sit down at 730 Right. Like 90% of the time. Right. Everybody kind of agrees that this is whatever. So yeah, I'm, I'm so. here to tell you that in New York it is absolutely not that it is. <laughs> you get there at 730 and then they say, OK, wait over here. Like whatever ever, table like is available. All, ever, all the time, like never on time. Unless ever? you're like, I guess maybe if you spend like thousands, like if you're rich, maybe reservation in New York means what I just described. But for the rest right. of us, it's OK you're next on the list whenever a table becomes but available. But you're talking about like fancy restaurants. Like, I mean, I've been to some fancy and it's still kind of that. Oh my God. It's annoying. Yeah. For me, uh, just give that's you must give the hostess like 20, 40 bucks. And then, then it's, oh, okay. then you can under sit the, right now under the table. Okay. Um, that's the, that's the goal. <laughs> well, I threw, I threw in this question because I was hoping that you would like, uh, uh, catch the hint um especially with the theme but then i also said uh meg as a mom you probably don't even care about this but i would say breakfast in bed because it implies that there was something that had happened the night before what happened uh, that the, what the happened? sex okay <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean, happened we Ryan. old okay a lot of times we just fell asleep <laughs> <laughs> just didn't get up in time to leave just snoring and shit i'm like, not in my I'm young to your 30s. my whole days anymore right i just decided to fall asleep at a hookup house no um because you know if they cook for you the next day maybe that's a they do i don't know Okay, see, okay. we're living different I lives. Know. I know we would. I mean, we definitely are, but I just want to know. <laughs> I know, because if it's breakfast in bed, I made it. I'm not doing that, okay? <laughs> I love the diversity of our Blasianness here. We've got the yeah, straight. I had to make it. Like, I don't want to make it. <laughs> That's funny as fuck. The I made it or my mom made it. That's <laughs> Yeah. Oh okay, God. okay. And the last one of this or that um, expensive store bought gift or an original creation? Original creation. I like the thoughtfulness. Okay. Yeah. Ryan? Yeah, I don't really care about material stuff. Like, so if it has some meaning behind it, that means more to me. Or if it's like so, something that I'll use all the time and that doesn't need to be expensive. You know? Mm. So I guess uh, I am with neither of you on that again <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like. 
with an expensive store bag. With an expensive store bought gift, we could make an original <laughs> creation. So when I'm th- I'm a techie type person, so like if you buy me a camera or oh. you buy me a new mic okay. or something like that. But uh, what if it was like Louis luggage? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I was thinking. Like stuff like that. Like I'm yeah, you know. When you say nice. expensive like bags, that. I'm like, oh, Birkin bag or like Louis Vuitton wallet or like a you know, yeah. I wasn't thinking Jewel- like camera jewelry. camera equipment. That's expensive though. <laughs> I what know, but I wasn't about? thinking that. I don't know. Yeah, I was thinking like clothes, like apparel, that kind of stuff. I like those too. Um <laughs> I, I would also like to have those other, um, unless you're like a famous artist, like I don't really care about your creation. <laughs> it's kind of true, actually. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh man, that's and true. And then the people that do make stuff worthwhile, it's like they're not doing it for free and they're not in my life. So maybe yeah. this is more about me than anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> Self-read here. Okay. okay. So this part of the podcast, we're going to say the order in which you do things out of these four words, sex, relationships, dating, love, like what's the order? Okay. I will say for me, it's dating first, then relationships, then sex, then love. So dating first, then relationship, then sex, then love. So you getting into a whole relationship before you have sex with somebody? I will tell you the most gratifying relationships that I've ever had was because we we did not have sex first. Oh, interesting. It's a level of Mm. just a level of like understanding (laughs) that you get when sometimes that I've noticed that you don't really get when you when you have sex first because you let some of the stuff you sweep some of the stuff under the rug because because you're like, all right, you know, we've already connected, intertwined. It's fine. But when you do it the other way, I just find that even even mediocre sex will feel 10 times better if you have a relationship where you guys are just like already in tune with each other, Mm. uh, like emotionally. Okay, Ryan. Um, I said the same thing, but then the but the sex and the relationship is on a lazy Susan and it's spinning around. You don't know which one you're going to get. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Um, All right. Um, but yeah, obviously, <clears throat> I feel like love is the most important thing. So that's always going to be on right. that side. Um, but wasn't Meg's love before the last thing? No, love for all yeah. of us. Is the last I think thing. all of us had the same first and last. Okay. Yeah. Wait, sex oh. for me is least important. Oh no, we're talking about that's not we're not doing that. We're not doing it important. We're doing it in the order <laughs> that we do. Why did you do things in Ryan? No, no, we're doing it in the order. I was thinking we're doing it in the order that we do things in, not the most important thing or least important thing to you. Let yeah. me give y'all Ryan's. Love is first, ladies. Okay. <laughs> he is, he's the word heart on the sleeve. <laughs> and then he might get into it. Love is first. Oh man, that takes then time. Relationship. Though. Love takes so much time. Oh my God. And as, it a does. Song about as I get older, love does. as I get older, Meg, you're not in this conversation. You 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 got a man, you married. But as I get older, like the more I realize, like, damn, I am not necessarily stuck in my ways, but like I'm the specific person. Crumbs in the bed. Like, yeah, like I got crumbs in the bed. Like these are these are the things that I do. And if you come into my space and you try to tell me I got to do some other things, it's like, and I'm like, fuck, I'm like, I'm like that old grumpy 
a version of that old grumpy man, but at least I'm aware of the fact that like, I don't really want to change, but I could. You saying that made me realize that maybe I'm that too, because my whole thing is like, but the way that I mask it is like, first of all, I'm in the gay community and so many of us are single already. And it's like, why can't I find a man? And I'm like, well, the reason I can't find a man is because before I realized what Ryan just said, I'm like, I like my space and I don't want to share my bed. And if we ever got in a relationship, we would need to be in separate rooms. But like, maybe it's just an element of being a grumpy ass old man who just doesn't want anything fucked with. That's what I'm I'm saying. I was thinking about this earlier. I'm like, you know, there's when I was younger in college and dating and stuff like that. I like, there was just so many things that I just didn't even think about. You know what I mean? Like I, that didn't make me uncomfortable. I wasn't like, oh, this is my space. Why are you trying to do this? And I'm like, damn, I think of like the TV show that we all watched growing up, Married with Children. Oh, God. And like why that dad was so funny. And it's like, oh, shit, am I turning into that dad? And I'm not even like You're married. Ted Bundy, you know? I'm Ted Bundy. Like, I'm not even married. Like, you know, or how you children. turn into an old, old grumpy man when you're not even married yet. Like because of the economy that us millennials got. All right. But that just means you have to end it with somebody that's just like you. I know, but because there's people just like you, there's someone opposite. I mean, like who feels the same way that you feel. It's also like, oh, I need my space. I don't like my stuff messed with. I need a, you know, man cave, woman cave, whatever. Or, separate. Or it's just like someone who just accepts you. Doesn't have to be like yeah. you or like me. Because just accept. Well, that's what me I'm saying though. But, yeah. it, but that's a reciprocal type of thing though, yeah. which means, <laughs> which is hard to do because again, you like your stuff a certain way, yeah. and to accept somebody else's means you're accepting. They're certain way. Let me just ask a, a funny ass, real ass question. Like, go ahead for when it. When I'm in my bed alone, like I can talk to myself. Okay. I can fart if I want to. Yes. When you're married, do you just like not do that and hold I'm it? I'm sure in? y'all are farting. You in front hold of it each in other, until it bubbles up in your stomach, or do you just like uh, let it go? I mean, if some people do that, I think it's stupid. Okay, because I'm gonna tell you what. A lot of my, actually, a lot of my homegirls are like, I don't even fart in front of my husband. And I was like, Oh my gosh, girl, you gonna die from sepia? Your blood is gonna get toxic. You better let that thing out. And I was like very adamant. Like I just let my fiance know from the beginning. Like, look, yeah, this is what my bonnet looks like. I do fart. I will blow the bathroom up, but I have a whole system. I've got like flush, spray, fan, all that stuff. Like you need to know from the beginning because I don't need you to accuse me of changing at all. Yeah. Okay. So I've, I farted in the bed early on and I needed to, and my, even to this day, my fiance is like, oh, come on. Are you serious? Yet he farts all a the time. billion times yeah. a day in front of the me. double standard. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, no, you trying to kill me and take me out with this methane gas. Let me return the favor, brother. Okay. But these are things like I just I think yeah. you just need to be comfortable with that's somebody because there's I mean, that's what I'm saying. You gotta get to that point these where you're real comfortable concerns. with <laughs> Ryan, get comfortable. You need to be with a lady yes. and get comfortable with that. Yes, yes. She's, I feel like Ryan gonna end up with a Chinese girl, and you know, Chinese <laughs> women don't fart apparently. <laughs> We're going to get into it soon enough. We are going to get into it. I'm just saying, because a lot of Asian women are very like demure, like, oh, I don't do that. You know, that's that's funny you say that, Meg, because I was just like yesterday. I I don't know. I mean, I poop all the time, but a recent time that I was pooping, I just remember sitting down and being like randomly remembering that apparently in Japan they have speakers where they play the ocean. And I'm like, girl, you ain't covering up no sounds with that little speaker. (laughs) 
They got a whole what culture built on trying ocean. to cover up their doo doo sounds. This is a by real thing. Sounds. I think. I mean, we're all different kinds of Blasians, but I'm Chinese Blasian, and like this is like actually a cultural. I feel like a cultural. Wait to thing. play loud sounds so that you can't no, hear no, no, the bathroom just sounds. Like, no farts and poop, and we don't. You know what I mean? Like unless you have something. a kink for it, and then that's a whole other thing. A what? <laughs> a kink for it. Oh, a kink for it. Oh yeah, yeah. no, I do not. I do not. Ooh. Two girls, one cup. Anyway, let's move oh, on. You've oh. never, Ryan, you've never had a girlfriend that like farted in front of you? Um, no. <laughs> mm. What if she did? Would you be like, oh, I'm I done. had a really close friend that farted in front of me and, I, and then I smelled it and I just like, our relationship was never the same after that. <laughs> That's because you gotta love somebody. I've grown I think. You have to love I've them. I've grown since then. Like it doesn't matter now. It's such a strange you have thing. To love them. Yeah, I I had just a friend who like farted in my car while we were driving with all the windows up, and I and didn't put the windows and down. Didn't put the windows down. Tried to pretend like I couldn't smell it, and then <laughs> I pretended like I didn't smell it. And I even wrote up a story in my head if I if like. I think no, I think I reacted. I was like, oh God, we must be driving through like cows or something. I don't want to roll down the window because it'll guess get even worse. He didn't say anything. I knew it was him though, because I've driven that route a million times and I know there are no cows I don't know if that's along a, that street. I don't know if that's his friend, bro. It was it, I would have just put the window down like and not said no, anything. Like just window down, window back up. Methane gas. Don't breathe it, guys. Fan it. Do something. Mm. Okay, we well that was a, that, yeah, was, that was quite it. a segment. <laughs> okay, oh uh, that was fun. All right, so now we're on to the main topic of this episode, and I'm just gonna lay out some questions, and y'all are gonna answer them, kind of like how we've been doing. But it's gonna get a little more serious with each one, <clears throat> and it's gonna bring our blasianness into it because this is a blasian podcast. Mm-hmm. So. When it comes to dating, sex, relationships, and love, what are some key issues as a black and Asian mixed person that you have had to deal with and how did you deal with it? That's a very open-ended question. It is very much like, let your, let it rip. No pun intended with the previous. Yeah. Previous segment. I I would say, um, ethnicity used to be such a huge thing up until recently where I like really started to see myself uh, and embrace my own Asian-ness and Chinese-ness so that I didn't really care. And then when I didn't care about, you know, when I fully accepted myself as Chinese and Asian and black, then it didn't matter who I dated. Like, I feel like there was a part of me that wanted to date uh, a Chinese woman just because like it would, and this is maybe subconscious, like, that it would make me feel like I was more Chinese. Mm. You know what I mean? Like by associating yeah. yourself. And also like this pressure that like, you know, I'm the last son that doesn't have a significant other. And like, I need to like, <laughs> I need to make babies that are more Chinese than black. Cause all my brothers have like, you know, half black, three fourths black babies. I, and that, that's just not something that I think about anymore. I'm just like, if I like the person, I like the person. But what I found is that, because since I was raised Chinese, like I definitely do gravitate towards the people who have the same upbringing as me, you know? So it's like black women, Chinese women, Blasian women, Asian women, you know, that like I can really vibe with, but I'm not like limited to just that, you know? Mm -hmm. 
Wait, question. Do y'all, are y'all okay? Like dating Blasians? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I say yes like that because someone asked me this exact question before. Um, I don't know what we were talking about, but like, I just remember the way he asked it was really specific. And I was like, like how, so like how he was Meg like, just asked it right now. <laughs> well, it wasn't like that. So it, it was definitely like I for, really weird story. I got locked in an apartment with during Superstorm Sandy, like the hurricane that hit New York in 2020. 12, I think um, I went for a hookup and it was the last train into the city and I didn't realize it. And then all the power went out in New York, so I couldn't go home for five days. So I was at this man's house having just met him. Oh, my God. So anyway, that's just to set up the the question. We were having like like me and a friend of his who also just happened to be at the apartment. um, We were like talking about dating different ethnicities. And he was like, have you ever dated a Blasian? And I was like, no. And he then he was like, do you like would you like to date a Blasian? Like, could you imagine this was his exact words? Like, could you imagine throwing a version of yourself around and just dominating him? And I'm like, that's really strange to think about that that way. What? Um, but that was but also like yeah. a version so of question, yourself. Yes, I would be comfort. Like, as right. if we're all the same, like a version it was of quite yourself. problematic. So because then he also assumed that like this, this theoretical Blasian in his mind would be like some kind of subservient bottom or whatever. But that like goes into a whole other stuff with dating, which I'll bring up when I answer this part of the question. Uh, Meg, I want to know, like, if you've dealt with some stuff, whether it's. Well, I will say I in my I've never dated a Blasian man. In my entire life, I've only seen two Blasian men that I'd be like, hmm, okay, okay. Cute. Mm. and the reason is because I have a older brother who all of them look like. So, so you're racist, and these basically, <laughs> uh, it's so so it's, it's just they all remind me of my brother. They look like my brother. Mm. They like haircut, hair texture. Yeah. So which is very like you look like my brother. This is not gonna work. Yeah. Except those two that I were like cute. They didn't look. To me, they didn't look Blasian, so that's probably why. <laughs> Were the two that you saw like celebrities or just rip- no, no, just like regular okay. Blasian dudes. Yeah, there's you know, just not a lot of, of of us, I guess. You know? There's not a well, lot. I of mean, us? I grew up military, so there's a lot. Uh, like, okay. like in your vicinity, but you know, yeah, I've I've always been around like other Blasians, so but all of them look like my brothers. So. And what you're saying there, it's something that I don't know if y'all have noticed, like if you've been in Asian spaces where people are talking about dating and this goes into a whole other thing, which we as Blasians, I feel we can call it out. Um, but it would take a whole other episode to do this. I'll just say this. When I see Asian women and Asian men arguing about who they date and Asian women who a lot of them date white men, the reason is exactly what Meg said. It's like, oh, it's because all the Asian men look like my brother. And then the Asian men are like, no, that's just a cop out. You just don't. You're a self-hating whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yikes, this is a really big minefield because then they'll the women will turn around and be like, no, you're just misogynistic. You're telling me what I should do with my body. And I, here I am in my queer little corner. And I'm like, OK, but maybe there's a dynamic of white supremacy here because I see gay Asian men dating white men so much and I can call that out because y'all ain't dating black men the same way you're dating white men and nobody's calling me misogynistic for trying to tell Asian men so again whole other issue but it was just interesting that like 
I think it works for Blasians to say like, oh no, they look like my brother. Cause legit, there are so few of us that they probably do look like your brother. Right. And I just was never comfortable with being like, maybe it was because I did. And I also didn't want people to be like, oh, like if I'm hanging out with my Blasian boyfriend, they'd be like, oh, that, oh, you and your brother are like kicking it. That's cool. Oh, like, ah. oh my God. Wow. Yeah. But isn't it the same for like full black people or full Asian people too? You would think, but it's because there's so many black people like in your, yeah. I think that's, it's true because it's, it's not that many like Blasian per like Blasian wise when it comes to the population, have, like that look. not that big yeah. of a group. Yeah. So do you yeah. feel like, and then I like, I know this one couple there, they're both Filipino and white, each one of yeah. them, but they look totally different. They don't look like they're mixed up the same thing. Mm. One looks white, one looks Asian. So mm. I was like, Oh, well I could see why this works. Mm. Cause y'all don't look alike. Yeah. So is there a blatant celebrity like that? We could each think of for ourselves that we would date then that a doesn't Blasian look like all the Blasians. Like, I mean, I guess like if well, we're that we would date or we just like think that wouldn't attractive. look like us that we could date that people wouldn't be like, y'all look alike. <laughs> no, not that I can think of. I mean, I don't. Well, not men at least. I'm trying to think of the Blasian celebrities. No one thinks I look Blasian, so I could yeah, choose anybody. I don't think you look. See, I think, so I think Ryan is excluded from this topic. because <laughs> I could choose anybody. Because I don't, I don't. I feel like I've never seen. But hold on. Wait, Actually, so what, I what does Blasian look like? Well, here, let me tell you, because t- if I just randomly saw Ryan on the street, I would not go. He's Blasian. If I saw you, Jonathan, I absolutely would say it. Mm. So I don't know what it is. It's mm. something about like maybe he got more black features. I don't I don't really know what it is, but like I can look at you, Jonathan. I don't you do it right. This is a recorded podcast. This is a video podcast. Maybe you got the American eyes. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Ryan just, to me, he looks like a light skinned black dude. Wow. For real. First of all, we're going to go into a, you know, I don't, this is fine. Um, A features like a thing. Ryan has the Asian eyes, I thought. Like you were about to do the Asian eyes. But like a lot of Asian people have, I'm not doing it. I'm not, don't cancel me. But like he has the more, the bigger bags. And I see Asian men with these kinds of bags all the time. It's not because of lack of sleep. But he also has like hazel eyes. What Asian person has hazel eyes? That's why, that's what I'm saying. So he looks to me like light skinned black dude. So I wouldn't put him in the category of blazing, which means he's safe. From you, no, he's immediate. Yeah, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't even put him in the bag of like, oh, you look like my brother if I was in the dating world because he looks like he would be a blaze, and I'd be like, okay, I could like date him because he's light skinned looks like he looks like a light skinned black dude. Mm. You, Jonathan, if you were straight, I'd be like, no, he looks like my brother. Well, damn. <laughs> oh man. You do. Yeah. My brother looks just like you. So I think that's probably why. I mean, I think that, but it's different. I don't understand why like Asian people would be like, oh, I can't date an Asian person because they look like my brother or sister. But that's but, literally what they say. That's, I think I mean, it's because they're in America. There's so many Asian people. I think it's because you know they're in America. Like a- they're in America and what they see on TV is like, you know, there's no Asians on TV. So I feel like they're. Well, to me, that's, that means that's preference as opposed to they look like. Yeah. Your family. So maybe it is a compound. This is deep, but we got to go on to the next question. (laughs) Well, I want to say this. I want to say that for me, it's not like, for me, like I do want to date a Blasian, but sometimes like the expectations are too high. Like we're going to, I feel like, oh, oh, what are the expectations? We're going to relate on everything. You know what I mean? And it's like, no, because then they they, they don't need a relationship. They need a relationship with a therapist, like to unpack whatever they've got. What do you mean? Well, like if you're looking for someone to relate 
on mm-hmm. everything just because we're Blasian, yeah. then it yeah, sounds yeah, yeah, like yeah. you need to talk to somebody about identity. <laughs> it, sounds like, it sounds like you need a therapist, Ryan. <laughs> Not you, but the person that would expect <laughs> you to be their Blasian significant that's me. other. I don't think you said that you are trying to date a Blasian just because, oh, no, we're I'm all saying that, No, I'm saying the expectations for me towards them are too high. And I had to realize oh, well then, that. Yeah, maybe you need to talk to a therapist about identity. And then I had to realize identity. that. Well, I'm saying this in past tense because I got over that. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Because <laughs> I was about, I was not I was about unapologetic say, like, Ryan, about my unintentional you need, shadiness. You need therapy, right? You need it. Yeah. Okay, next question. Yeah, okay, let's move on. <laughs> what are some of your dating standards and how do they inform your dating practices or track record with regard to who you end up dating. I know that's a lot. So let me say it again. What are some of your dating standards and how do they inform your dating practices and track record with regard to who you end up dating? So like if we're talking about preferences or like standards, do those impact who you end up with? For instance, if you're like, Oh, I'll just say for me. So like if I said as a gay man, like I only want to date someone who plays League of Legends and understands video games. Uh. This is a very bad example because, yes, we know black people play League of Legends and understand video games. But like if I stipulated so many things without saying that I wanted to date an Asian man. Like, that's what I'm getting at. Like, do you and it's problematic. This is like these questions get harder and harder. So, like, have you in the past or maybe even now without realizing it? Well, not Meg because she's married. (laughs) Set up. Engaged. Oh, engaged. Sorry. Set up expectations for that lean a certain way. I will will say, I mean, in my dating life, I I would say. Yes, but not intentionally. So, for example, especially when if it, if we're talking about race, I have never dated an Asian man, but I also haven't been in proximity to a lot of Asian men. Mm. You know, I grew up military, so there's a lot of mixed people. Um, there's a lot of like black, white, other, but not really Asian. Mm. Well, so in like that it, in your case as a a woman, that's a. I guess this is this could apply really well because so like I'm thinking of Beyonce's soldier right, and she's laying out all of these stipulations of what is needed, and it's like we know now thanks to the internet and like K drama and K pop that like Asian sexy ass Asian men exist, right? That fit these yeah. stereotypes that. Uh, we didn't stereotypically think of them fitting, but like back in the early two thousands and late nineties, we didn't have that kind of thing. So do you think that if, for instance, you were using Beyonce's criteria of I need a soldier, all these things that she lists out, would that have locked out Asian men at the time? No, it wouldn't. Have. It was so the the one of the things that I always like needed was it, that it was on my quote unquote list for a man was a man who understood like you know some of the day in and day out things that I would go through, and one of those things is being racism. I cannot date a man who doesn't understand the struggles because if I end up dating you and some you know we magically get pregnant and have a baby, this baby is now 
a part black and you have to understand the struggles of your children. So as a woman, that was always very forefront for me. I date him and I happen to have a baby. He has to understand the struggles of black people specifically, whether he was white, Asian, whatever. If you are not, if I can tell you're not that kind of person, if you're, I can tell you're one of those people that's like black lives matter, whatever, blue lives matter. If you're that kind of a person, like I can't date you because you, you don't, and I'm, I'm using that like as an, not that that's ever really happened, but I'm saying like, you can tell just by conversations that you have with people, what their understanding is, especially racially. Mm -hmm. And so as a woman, it was always very important for me, no matter who I date has to be quote unquote down for the cause. You have to understand that even though I'm half Korean and I'm half black, when I walk into certain spaces, are they going to see that about me? No. Most of the times they're going to think that I'm just like a, a, light-skinned black girl they're not gonna so so that changes the perception of how they will receive me and how they'll treat me and you have to understand that or at least be willing to to talk about it and understand it as opposed to like oh that doesn't exist oh you're fine or you know whatever oh my god yeah that's very (laughs) true i mean i've dated you know women and then had that conversation and then just never talk to them ever again. Just block. <laughs> yeah. Like I just, and, and sometimes it'll be pleasant. It won't even be like an argumentative thing. Like it'll just be like, Oh, you feel that way. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, right. Okay. Yeah. Bye. You don't get it. Cool. It was nice talking to you and yeah. right. you know, maybe Good we'll luck. see each other again. No, we won't. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is, that really is like a, uh, I used to be really extreme with it though. Like okay. They had to agree with it in the way that I, or they had to think about it in the way that I thought about it. But now I'm like way more lenient with that. It's like <clears throat> some people, because there's people that are like blue lives matter. And there's some people who are like black lives matter. I don't really get it. I don't really understand it, but I, can't, right. I want to though, you know? But that's what I'm saying. That's the difference because yeah. it's like, oh, I want to understand as opposed to. No, doesn't exist. Yeah. Not real. Not true. No. Terrorist organization. Think about it, and then that yeah. I, I, I can't work with that. Gaslighting. Yeah. For me, um, uh, I've dealt with something. Uh, this is something that I don't like: is um, being called exotic, and then also like very specifically, a person was like, "I'm only with you because I only date imports," and I'm like, "What? What?" And that was a long time ago. And this person, that person has very much changed up. But like even that mindset way back in the day, I was just like, was it a joke? Like, was it ironic? I think it was or? a joke. It was okay. a joke. But like, it's just weird that people, some people do think that way. Yeah. And I look at this person's track record as we're talking about track records. And it's like, oh, but you actually do only date mm. imports like mm. we live in a city that's 66 percent black and mm. you've either dated only white men or mixed people like me mm. <laughs> interesting so right. so yeah but um what was the question just, again it's like what are the standards that you have um and then do they inform who you date yeah, which i, I mean, just answered the first question because <laughs> i just didn't get to answer it before and i just realized that thank you <laughs> I, I there's also like this elitist way that I was raised. I don't want to call it elitist because that's kind of call extreme. it what it is. But like it, it kind of is. <laughs> right, it's, like, elitist. it's like it's like you know I was just raised that way. Like, did they go to Harvard or Berkeley? No. Oh yeah, all that. Okay, then don't. Why are you even talking to them? 
Why are you talking no, to that? I've never oh, had a problem so with that. Why are you talking that to that woman? 100% she didn't Asian go to Harvard or Penn or... She doesn't <laughs> that have is like the elitist education. classes stuff right there. Like, I, now, But now that I'm an artist and I've been acting for like, you know, uh, Ooh, several, How did they receive your artistness? I mean, Especially took, if you were expected take, to go Ivy League and now you're an artist. They didn't take it seriously at all. And what's funny is that like when I came into the industry, I didn't take people who other artists... I didn't take other artists seriously because I was coming in to the artistry with this like, well, I went to Berkeley and I have a business degree and I know more than you. Like I came into the artist industry like that. And now I've shed a lot of that. And like, that's on topic that's affected, like, you know, or influences influenced who I date and how I see who I want to date, you know, Mm. it's more of an open sphere now than like, Oh, you didn't go to Harvard. Oh, then I don't want to talk to you. (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Next question. What do you think about black and Asian relationships that are on display in this current Internet era? Right. So I'm not talking about our parents generation because Mm. they were not able to put their relationship on YouTube. They were not able to take over the Blasian hashtag and think that Blasian means black and Asian couple and not black and Asian mixed person. So I think you know where I'm going with this and how I feel about it. It's like, oh, we don't. Yeah, you we know how you feel about it. Through that question. I listen, I think that like a lot of it is beautiful. Um, but then on TikTok, when you like, you know, because TikTok, they, they do long videos and they talk and they share their opinions. A lot of them are just like, oh, OK, this is really annoying. And like cringe even it's like cringe. And like you're sharing this in a way that's like, look at me and my black husband or look at me and my Chinese Asian girlfriend. It's just like, can y'all just like love each other? Why does it right. have to? Right. It's always about that. It's just like kind of weird to me because I follow a lot of them. But I definitely don't follow the annoying ones anymore. Mm. You know what I mean? Or the or the preachy ones. Yeah. The preachy ones. I just don't I don't like it. I don't. My whole point is, if you have a black or Asian significant other and you're showing it online, it needs to look like love. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be yeah, yeah, yeah. like black and Asian. All the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also love, but black. It, like it's just to me it, it, because y'all are at the end of the day, you're still people. So mm-hmm. you're still two people. Maybe if you have a family, you're raising your kids together. What does that look like? Yeah. You know, maybe show me your meal times. Like that's, yeah. that's cool to see like how you mix up the meals or I don't really, you know, if it focuses too much on them being like, I don't know if there's so much emphasis on black and Asian and race, then it's, I can't do it. But if it's just like, that's just what we are and we love each other and this is our life. Like, I love that. And I respect that. Because dating, dating channels are such a thing, right? Like we love to see (laughs) uh, folks in a good relationship, but like both of you have said, it's like, if you're putting that at the forefront and for me, it's really annoying because the people that I end up finding on this damn internet, it's just like, it's exploitation. It's just exploitation of their significant other. It's exploitation of their kids. It's just them trying to get likes and clicks because they've stepped across the line when really it should just be about their love. And like people will notice that you happen to be with this other person. But when you're like, oh, yeah, my Chinese boyfriend, he wasn't able to do X, Y, Z. And so I had to explain. It's like, okay, that's cute that he didn't know what this colloquially (laughs) black thing was and that you taught him. Cool. But then, like, if your content is always that over and over again, I'm just like, yeah. And then them not like no specific because I'm not going to call it out anybody specific. But then also the fact that, like, We've been doing this living as a Blasian thing all our lives, quite literally. 
And so Blasians, they had to come up with these words like Blasian or Tiger Woods in 1997, Cablanasian, or, you know, for them to like co-op the word to mean like couple, that's really annoying to me because when I hashtag something Blasian and then it's like, they're not the only ones, man. <laughs> what what else is co-opted? Black people that look say they look, people black people that aren't even Asian that want to say they are. Oh, and they then they also like put Blasian on there because yeah. they have the eyes or something. Yeah, there's or so many like skin. Blasian baddie, Blasian baby that are like not and Asian they're not Blasian. Yeah, they're not Asian at all. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know folks were Asian. Asian doll's not Asian. Her name yeah, I know. I looked that up and I was like, where is she Asian? Like, why does she call herself Asian doll? I don't know. Because <laughs> of her eyes. I guess she can do that. Everyone's free to say whatever they want, but it was weird to me. Hmm. <laughs> That's very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you, I'm glad I got that off my chest. Um, <laughs> last one Is having a preference racist? No. No. No, I mean, it, here's the thing too. Is like, this is this is related, like AAVE or or abonics as it used to be called. You know what I mean? Like that's something that is the from the demographic that you're raised with in the community that you're a part of, right? I feel like preferences are sort of the same kind of thing. Like if you grew up in a white neighborhood, um, and that you grew up in like a white neighborhood as a black person. I'm just using myself as an example. I grew up in a, as in a white. <laughs> I was like, just go ahead and say it. I grew up in a white neighborhood <laughs> in a Chinese neighborhood, right? Like, I didn't have any. Like, as I'm going through puberty, as I'm becoming a virile young man, like there are no women that are Blasian or black around me. You know what I mean? And th- those were my formative years that I went through puberty, and like, <clears throat> I think for a while I did have that preference, but then also, you know. You realize you realize what I just said, or I realize what I just said, and I'm like, oh, like I need to start trying uh, to talk to other demographics, you know, in terms of dating. And then you realize that you have a lot of common, and that like, the conditioning doesn't define you. You know what I mean? But not everyone has the privilege of coming to these realizations. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jonathan, why did you look sideways? We were like, no, the, it's not racist. Both of y'all are just preference. quiet, just like. Well, I no, mean, I'm, I want to hear what Jonathan has to say because he think what you think. Uh, this is a huge in the queer community. This is a huge thing that people yeah. get into fights over all the time because, like, on these apps, they'll be like, "No spice, no rice, white only." Don't want to talk to anybody ethnic. That's racist, like, though. That is literally racist. But they defend that as their preference. <laughs> use citing the exact thing that you just said but about. They just said well, spice, I grew no up in, rice. Okay, so then they <laughs> put a name racist. to it. That's right, like that. Yeah. <laughs> So it's so it's 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 okay to not say that kind of thing, but it's still okay to harbor the sentiment of well because I grew up around white people. No, but I don't think those two are the same thing at all. Right. So then people who would say this kind of thing and then defend it as quote just a preference. Well, they're defending. They're defending something. Why are they defending the races? Why are they defending it? If they're defending it, then that means that they. So I want to I want to agree with Ryan in the idea that like during your formative years, especially if you grew up around only one certain type of thing, that there's going to be work to undo there. And that's where I think I think I think we do agree wholly on this. But I want to make it clear in case anybody listens to this and is like, yeah, Jonathan said, nope. I'm saying yes, 
in our formative years, we could be bombarded with only one thing that mm-hmm. makes us think that beauty is a thing and that we're attracted to just one thing. But I think when we're adults, we have to, you know, acknowledge that like it's fine ass people in all races. And if you say that you like men, whether you're a woman or a gay man or whatever, that you should be open to all men. Um, because you might be able to find, if you just try a little, you might be able to find something attractive in all of these different kind of men. I, I, I don't wait, Jonathan, what kind of guys do you typically date? Do you date Asian dude? Do you date like white dudes? What? So I've only been in two relationships and they were both black people, black guys. <clears throat> so then are you a racist because you don't date white men? Well, I don't want to date white men, first of all. And if you want to call Why? me a racist, if you want to call me a racist, then <laughs> I mean, there's that acknowledgement of like, I'm open to dating white men. Let me say that. But it is much more of a, you have to be very, like how you said earlier when we were talking about like, right. um, yeah. you got to know, you got to be down with the cause. Yeah. There's going to be a lot more work. I feel not to say that it's not work with some black people because we have some people that are all skin folk and kin folk, but a lot of the time Mm -hmm. you see where I'm going with that. I have no problem dating Asian people. Asian people just don't want to date black people. But I, I I feel like, uh, and Latino people love me. So how do, how do I like, (laughs) well, you look Dominican. I don't know. I think it's, (laughs) I think it's dangerous to sort of play that game of like, uh, you know, I'm black, therefore, or I'm this, therefore, these people don't like because it's just not true across the board. I like, mean, those yeah, are tr- I'm generalizations. Just, uh, at least in the I, queer I'll community, give you an example. at least in the queer right. community, if you find me one black and Asian couple, I'll find you 10 white and Asian couples. But that's like statistics. That's, that's for straight couples, too, though. Yeah. I don't know. I, so, I don't think that's uh, racism. I, I, <laughs> oh, okay. I honestly, I just think it's preference. People like what they like. And it, could some of it be because there's racist undertones there? Absolutely. Yeah. But I'm just saying for the most part, I think, how do you, <laughs> unless they're putting no rice, no spice, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to assume that it's racism. I'm going to assume that's your preference. And the truth is, baby, you ain't everybody's cup of tea. Just like I'm not everybody's cup yeah. of tea. Right. That's how I always approached it. It doesn't take anything away from me. Yeah. But if you look at me and you go, oh, like, yeah. your hair is too curly. Yeah. You got a little too much hip. Like, if you just look at me and you're like, oh, your eyes too cheeky, whatever. Like, <laughs> I'm just not your cup of tea, boo. And that's okay. Because I don't like all the tea either. I only like chai. Yeah. I don't like English. I don't like Earl Grey. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> I'm very specific about what I like. So how can I be mad if somebody looks at me the same way? And is like, you not it, boo. You chai, but I like it's also, English breakfast. But it's also like, you know, if the person doesn't like you, it's like they could be racist or they could just not like you. Like that I, right. I don't I don't even I don't even think about it anymore. I used to think about it all the time, you know? Like Oh, did that Asian girl not, not like me because like I did some black shit? Like it doesn't matter. It's just like then you're not right for me because it's the same shit for us when we when we like right. look at people who are not our race that need to understand what racism is. That's our thing, right? Maybe they have their thing. Sometimes their thing is like literally racist. Sometimes our thing is racist. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and like when I hear black men who are like I don't date black women, like that's racist. <laughs> because it's, it's, that's not my friend. Like when you have to say it like that, that now sounds a little racist. Yeah. Sounds a little self 
hating yeah. like you have to say it like that if you said oh like my preference is yeah. I, what I've noticed is most of the women that I date are of this ethnicity and the reason I date most women of this ethnicity is XYZ and has nothing to do with their race then like I'm like oh, okay well maybe that's a preference but if it has to do with like oh I date white women because I don't want you know like what was that podcast that's been in the news recently that is like it's just very clear that the guys hate themselves because of how they speak about black women and they're both black oh, men when um that one lady was on the podcast and then she walked off yeah it's like it's very clear like you guys you say you own you don't date black women because like it's just not my preference but the truth is like yeah. you really have some kind of self-hate there because of how you explain yeah it. well i guess but even someone saying i don't date like a certain race Sounds kind of racist to me. Like, I'm glad we're coming around. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't dig black women is kind of crazy. It's like all of them, like, and you don't even. Right, that's what I'm saying. Because you don't, you haven't, you don't know all of them, yeah. so you can't sit here and say that. Yeah, <laughs> you right. put it everybody and in the same group. Spice was it? Again? But then they that. say, but that's spice my preference. No right. <laughs> so I don't blame. So so this is what Julie. I don't date black women, or I don't find black <laughs> men attractive. Why? Oh, it's just a preference. So okay, all I, get, I, now I get, all I, now I get what men? you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. It's just very interesting to me that you just don't date all. I don't date South Asian men. I don't date Indian men. I only like. It's like, huh? But you're. It's it's just strange. Like it's, any it's the don't people it's who the, do date I outside don't. of their race, it yeah. always goes to the white people because of the white beauty standard. And it's like, yeah, how are you, you not able to clock that? You know, Jonathan, it's like, it's not like, oh, I have a preference for this. That's fine. But when you say I right. don't. Yeah, that's like and that's and that to me is the issue is because, like I said, preferences are one thing. Racism is another. Yeah. It's how you put it. So if you're going to say I don't date all of this yeah. because my preference is this, you could have easily said I only date this and here's why. Or I like this and here's why. Right. Leave As us opposed out of saying it. not you. It, it's something about the wording tells me like it's racism <laughs> as opposed to your preference. I think even I only date this is also like. Like right in that fine ass line. That that's a fine line. It, it, it is, but that's what I'm saying. You have to explain yeah. what it is. Yeah. Right. And then we could figure out if it is in fact. Like so I'm just trying to think of any reason that anybody like I, I could get it like if Asian is like if an Asian person's like, I only date Asian because I feel most comfortable because I feel like my mm -hmm. people understand mm -hmm. or a black person says I only date black then because I don't want to have to deal with the bullshit and like they understand what it means to be a black person. Mm -hmm. But if you're dating outside of your race, how could you say that you only date some other race? Like what, what are the possible reasons why someone would only single out white? Like what they understand me more? Like, like there's the, I feel like there's some self hate. That's the, it's a self-hate type of thing. That's what I'm saying. If you don't date people that look like you, to you're clearly one of your parents is the same right. race. But of what about people, so. so like being Blasian? We have this. We even had this whole conversation about what it means to look Blasian, and then the idea of identity and like how. And Ryan, you deal with this all the time on TikTok with people mm -hmm. telling you you're not Asian because you don't look Asian. Yeah. So we have to deal with being Blasian and then also dealing with the 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 dynamic of white supremacy where people who would date outside of their race 
okay, they'll be like, I'll only date Asian or white. And it's like, okay, well, that's interesting. Number one, why? And then number two, we're Asian and you wouldn't date us. So what does that actually say about what you think about Asian? And then what you actually, what's the, what's the truth behind who you say you would actually date? This is a lot. But it's a, it's definitely something right. that I, I think, have to think about. I think there is, I have a preference for, I really, I'm seeing this more clearly now. <laughs> like I have a preference for this, but if this came along, I wouldn't be like, no, get the hell out of my face. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like I would like be open to receiving something like that. Right. That's very different than like completely annihilating any possibility whatsoever because then you have to analyze why are they completely annihilating that possibility like and what not is it just they but then them? keep in mind that it is a pattern you see uh, it over and over again with individuals well well that's not until the same. it becomes a, 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 a meme but to me that's not the same thing because just because someone's dated one race for the whole period of time still doesn't mean that like they're racist. No, not someone. I'm saying that individual one and two all the way through 10,000 all somehow to fall into this pattern of doing the same thing. And we don't question it. We just say, oh, you're not that person or those people's cup of tea. Well, I mean, that's an individual. Who are we talking about? Yeah, I'm, talking, I'm, a little I'm talking about <laughs> Asian folks who end yeah. up with okay, white people. Let me back it up because I want to say this one thing. I do want to point this out because culturally Asians are racist. And I will say that because we've all seen and heard little things from Asian people, not all of them, but like traditionally, I mean, I've heard, I'm, I've heard it in my family. I've heard them say something. I'm like, okay, that was racist, but I understand the mentality from Asian people, specifically my <laughs> Korean people. So I know, I know where their heart is, but I know where they're coming from culturally. And for them, they don't look at it as racism, even though it is. So I say that to say, if we're going to talk specifically about Asian people who are like, I'd rather date white. Well, that that is like a very big cultural thing for Asian people in general, because I feel like a lot of Asian people are classist, sexist, <laughs> racist, and it's part of the culture. Yeah. And I mean, they're even told to date up. And up That's what I'm saying. Classes and crazy. Yeah. I mean, I had this conversation with my mom. I asked her, I was like, mom, why did you like she told me that she had dated um, a few different American men before she dated my father, before she met my father. And I was like, well, what about because you were in Korea, which is like ninety nine point nine 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 percent the race that's there. So you literally had to go out of your way to find a non-Korean man. I was like, why? And she was like, because like I needed to I needed to move up and out of here. I need. To, I was like, what? She said, I need to she get out like, of the yeah, ghetto. Like, basically, <laughs> Americans were considered like she's trying to get up out of there. I was like, are you trying to get a green card? She was like, no, it wasn't about that. She's like, it was about like the mentality for a lot of people, especially in Korea was like, you got to do better. And in, in for her time in that area, her town, whatever better meant getting an American man. So you could go to America to live the dream rather than stay in her little Korean town. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, I mean, in that regard, I can understand. Why it was, but again, that just goes to show you the classist, sexist, elitistness, and then how her parents like wanted her. Like she was a pretty daughter, so she could, hey, date up, date up. Whereas her other sister maybe wasn't as pretty. Her and they were like, okay, well, date one of these guys. So mm. it was just like that was acceptable in your family. She was like, that's normal. Yeah. Mm. And when I talk to some of my Asian friends, it isn't very normal. It's just like. Yeah. 
like, oh, that's so culturally nobody had an issue with this. And then, of course, it was like date a white man if you're going to go to America, not a black man. But of course, she ended up finding a black man that she just happened to fall in love with and, you know, had issues within her family as a result. Mine, too. See what I mean? So it's like, I, I think we have to address the cultural mm-hmm. racism of Asians mm-hmm. if, if, cause that is dating as a part of that, right? Mm-hmm. Dating falls under that umbrella. You still have those same mannerisms that you bring into dating with you. And so that to me, it makes very, a lot of sense that a lot of that Jonathan, you've met a lot of Asian gay men who are like, I will only date white. Because that's just how a lot of Asian people are. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've met mad Asian women that are like that too. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's cultural, <clears throat> but it's like you know, all my cousins date white men. Like all three of my cousins, they're all women. They all date white men. One's married to one, or two are married to white men, and I'm just like, wait, are they your Asian cousins? Yeah. And so I, so the way that I see that, I'm like, okay, it's not like I don't love, first of all, I have to consider the source. I have to say, I love my cousins. Um, and then you have to like sort of analyze that on a case by case basis. Are they racist? I don't really think so. I think, and I don't know what their preference was because they dated everybody, but it is statistically like, well, everyone ended up with a white man with my two of the cousins like they grew up and they're the only Asians in their entire community everyone was white so that kind of makes sense and the one that is married the oldest one that's married to a white man she dated everybody and then the last one just happened to be a white man so like that's why like even though I see the statistic and that is the truth I don't judge each person that's with a white man or each each Asian woman that's with or a gay man that's with a white person as that statistic right their individual reason might be completely different but but they still contribute to that overwhelming statistic do you know what I mean that's a great middle ground for uh, for the conversation, I think. And we're going to move on. <laughs> it could be a whole it could be its whole old podcast episode by itself. It really could be. Yeah. yeah. So we're wrapping up the show and we wanted to actually address an email that we received. If you would like to ask us a question, and I'm sure that we're going to get a lot after this. Um you can send an email to Black Asian Alliance Network. That's all one word at gmail.com. We might work on just getting a black, brown, gold email account <laughs> if this gets popular. Mm-hmm. But Jason, Jason writes in to ask, dear black, brown, gold, I am so happy that you exist. Finally, a podcast that sees and speaks to me. I really enjoyed the food episode and I wanted to ask a question. Please don't take this the wrong way. I'm not as good at talking about these things as you three are. In the segment about Black Dragon, the restaurant owned by the black man who makes Chinese food, why is it okay for black people to have their own take on Asian food, but anytime white people do their spin on things like ramen or pho or whatever, the internet cancels them? I'm not defending white people, but I am trying to understand the lack of consistency. One love and peace, Jason. It's, it's not that they're white. It's that it's the, it's the way that they do it. And because white people have a history of sort of just taking things and acting like they own them and making them better, those are the people that get in trouble, right? That And it's like a lot of white people get in trouble, but they, there's a lot of white people that do it the right way and they don't get, they're not in the news for doing it the right way. You know what I mean? 
Right. Um, I was going to say, like, it's that authority that yeah. they, that false authority yeah. that is like, this is the real way to make ramen. Yeah. Like, girl, and, shut and, up. And black people have like a cultural acuity because we have such a rich culture that everyone copies that we, when we enter into something, it's, I feel like it's much different. It's a much different perspective, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because I remember looking at that website, the Black Dragon website, and it was like a black, it was Asian and, and I forgot what he put, but it was a fusion. It wasn't like, this is the best way to make dim sum. And this is the best, uh, the right way to make ramen. It wasn't, it wasn't coming from that. Mm-hmm. It was coming from this is Asian food and this is whatever genre other food, black, like soul food. And I'm fusing them. Mm-hmm. And I think from the, the one you were talking about the, in New York, that lady, I don't remember. Cleaner version that, of Chinese food. Yes. Clean. That's what I'm saying. Like better, they were like, it's Chinese improved. food. I was like, no, it's not. Yeah. Y'all are not Chinese. Yeah. But the black dragon dude wasn't saying this is Chinese food. Yeah. Like this is how Chinese food. He didn't say that. So that's why to me, that's what makes the difference is to, is that acknowledgement. Yeah. He ain't getting canceled because he's being respectful. Number one, Mm-hmm. And and let me be very clear, like respectful in not saying the stuff that Ryan and Meg have just highlighted, like this is the better version or mm-hmm. let me really show you how it's done. It's like black folks aren't trying to do that with someone else's food. If anything, we're putting our twist on it and we yeah. have a reason to do it. Like Black Dragon in D.C., his reason was because he like he saw that um, in certain establishments, black people who consume this food were not being treated the best. And mm-hmm. so he was going to offer it for black people to be respected as well. Like there's a whole other reason yeah. there for doing it. I feel like but there's so... You... Go, go ahead. ahead I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to finish out my thought by saying like, I just, I, anytime, and I'm really happy. Like there's a group, shout out to you all on Facebook called Asians Mad at Food. And <laughs> example after example of people thinking like, oh, I did that. I did that. Usually a white person that's like, I'm, I'm improving upon. no, no, respect the fact that this food has been around for thousands of years. And if you would like to participate, right. then participate. But don't swing your thing around here like you you think you're doing something. Mm-hmm. If anything, you could make it authentically, but you're mm-hmm. not going to improve upon anybody's anything. And then you should always just be like, my version of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right? Why is that this so is hard? my version of Why is it so hard for them to do that? You know? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just a preference. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I'm gonna talk to you offline about that because like like it's like a such a nuanced conversation that just mm. could go on forever. Yeah. Um, but I was gonna say um, that there's so many sort of like uh, things that are lost in translation and miscommunicated um, between cultures, right? Like how like when you go to a Chinese restaurant, you know they yell at each other. And they don't Mm. not yell at you, too. You know what I mean? And I feel like people who are not accustomed to that might might take it personally. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like when I I went to the Chinese. When you go to the Asian store and you ask them for help and they're very rude to you. Yeah. I've never taken it personally because I, exactly Korean people don't be having customer service, the best customer service. Like that's just not <laughs> part of the culture. So I'm never offended. But when I sent my black friend over there to pick up something, he was like, I am never going over there. So rude. Yeah. I was like, Oh, I should have prepped you for that. I'm so sorry. I, I, I literally just went to Chinatown uh, last week with my mom. Cause she was buying like little outfits for my nieces. And the lady was like yelling and, 
being like upset because my mom asked for like another size and she had to go to the back again. And my mom's just like, I think she's having a, I think she's, I think this, she's having a bad day or something. I was like, uh, they always yell. Like I, and they don't, and they're indiscriminate too. It's not because I'm black. They're yelling at me. It's like, they're yelling at my right, mom right. too. You know, I saw on a Facebook group, I think it was, it was another Facebook group, but they were like, if the, if the place don't have, uh, a Chinese woman with bad hair and a ripped up shirt screaming at everybody then the and shit ass customer service then the food ain't about to be good that's or something like that. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. It's like it's kind of true, man. You know? Right. It's a, and it's a little what, kid doing homework in the corner. Right. Um, yep. like, that's what, what separates like Din Tai Fung from like the mom and pop that's like popping. You know what I mean? Who's Din Tai Fung? What's that? Din Tai Fung is like this uh, chain. It's really good, but it's this chain from Taiwan, dim sum chain from Taiwan. That's oh, uh, we like, have Tim Hawan. That's like elevated, but it's like we have Tim Hawan. It's it's dim sum, but you order it, and uh, it's overpriced. Yeah, it's probably it's, then it's probably just like that too. Mm-hmm. But at least this dim sum is from Taiwan. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, you all. Well, uh, we're going to wrap up this episode again. This is Black, Brown, Gold, and we have had quite a discussion today. My name is Jonathan, and you can find me on social media, Jonasan. Ryan? I I like this one. It was very spicy. Uh, Ryan Ryan Alexander Holmes. Ryan Alex H on Twitter, TikTok. Yeah. Meg? Ryan, do you meditate? Because you have a very calming presence. Yeah, I meditate every day. Do you? You are you? Do you smoke weed too? Cause no, I uh, no, no. I smoke like maybe. I was gonna say, I was like, you have a very like. Are, are you high? Like either way, either way, you're very calming. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'll take, I'll take that. <laughs> I'm Megan Thomas at Meg Scoop everywhere on the internet. That's it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, That's y'all. All we, will, we will talk to you next quarter. 